Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everybody watching online. Uh, what a pleasure to be with you, whether you're watching us live or later or whatever. That's the beauty of digital media. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to do a message that, uh, that I quite enjoyed. Um, and it is a perfect, perfect crowd for us today. Uh, let me know, Bri, how that's going. So, um, I first touched on this. Uh, when I was going through a fairly difficult season of, uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. In fact, I touched on it right around my, the time when my Uncle Tom took a turn for the worse in Rochester. Ended up essentially being hooked to machines for the next year and a half. Uh, Bruce and I went down the next day. Bruce offered to go down and visit my sick uncle in Rochester. And I'm not sure if it was the difficult season that prompted this. Um, or sometimes maybe... Sometimes maybe when you're on your butt, you listen a little more. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe. But um, what came out of that is an interesting message I want to give you today. It has a lot to do with, uh, with breath. So first thing we're going to do in-house and play along online. Everybody take a big, deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, blow it downward. Well, they say that because nobody wants your hot breath in their neck in front of them. Okay. So let's do that again and play along. Ready? In through your nose, out through your mouth. Now, Listen. Do you know what Holy Spirit is called in Old Testament and New Testament? Ruach, which is breath or wind. Breath. Just because some call... Let's dive right into it. One of the things I love to do is what used to be a classic Christian meditation where you would actually just breathe and recite some scripture, breathe and recite some scripture. Just because some cultures took it and gave it to other false gods doesn't mean there's not truth in it. If you meditate like that on Holy Spirit, redeem that, man. Meditation's not evil. Meditating on God is all throughout the scriptures, amen? I'll show you Daniel praying. I'll show you Ezekiel. I'll show you all these guys. Breath. And you notice too, breath always forces you to slow down. And isn't God in the slower moments, not in the chaos, right? I mean, he's there, but you lose him in the chaos. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to remember that the breath inside of us is Holy Spirit. And if ever, guys, that's a good thing. Just take a breath. Always take a breath. So I want to do this. Let's, let's start some slides. First, we're going to do this. We're going to start with an encounter that Jesus has where he himself lays out a huge choice we have in this life. And we're going to walk through this. Let's, let's start the slides. There was a religious guy who turns out to be a pretty good guy. Okay, His name was Nicodemus. He was a member of the Jewish ruling council and he came to Jesus that night. Stop. That means he's really moral and that means he pursues God. He wants God in his life. I can just, I promise throughout the whole context, Nicodemus is one of the good guys. And he comes to Jesus that night because it was the only way he could come to Jesus. He says, teacher, rabbi, we know you're a teacher who's come from God for nobody else could perform the miraculous signs you're doing if God were not with him. Time out. You ever wonder why sometimes he was doing the miraculous signs? There's one of the reasons so that you would know that when he later says, blessed are the meek, oh, who do you think you're talking to? Didn't you just see me walking on water? I have all authority. So sit down and listen. Do you see what I'm trying to say? It'd be like if somebody flashes a badge, you're like, crap, you have the authority to talk to me about what you're going to talk to me about on the side of the road with your flashy lights, right? Walks up to you in price chopper and starts lecturing you. You're not going to listen to him, are you? There you go. Nice. She's good. Me and you today, okay? Authority. Authority. He comes up and he goes, I, oh, oh, I understand that. Like, you're something totally different. 
and we, you, I mean, the stuff you're doing, if God were not with him, you couldn't do these things. Next slide. So he, he's ready. He's open, right? Jesus jumps in with the most controversial thing, one of the most controversial things he says. I'd say top three, Kirk. I tell you the truth, which means write this down, listen. And no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. Now, Nicodemus, he's, he's a blank slate. Didn't he just say to him, you're something special? And he answers with the only capacity he has. And he says, he answers with his brain, right? Mind. We're mind, body, and, right? mind, body, and spirit. And he answers with his mind. He says, how can you do this, man? You can't enter the second time in your mother's womb and be born. It's kind of a joke, kind of a gross thing to say, obviously. But next. I tell you the truth. Two, two times in a row he says that? That's crazy. Or verily in your King James. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he's born of water and spirit. Because flesh give birth to flesh, spirit gives birth to spirit. And I think it stops there, doesn't it, for the John sequence? Huh? Okay. You shouldn't be surprised at me saying this. You must be born again. The wind blows where it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. There's that wind again, isn't it? In one of the most important, controversial, groundbreaking things Jesus has ever said, there's ruach, or pneuma in Hebrew, right? No, ruach in Hebrew, pneuma in Greek, just to cover both bases here. Jesus, we see you do amazing things, water to wine. Maybe you know something about this world, God, and about me. And Jesus says, yes, here's the main thing you need to know. You cannot even see or comprehend the kingdom of God which is all around you until you have some life-giving moment take place inside of you. And you all hear this all the time. Don't get bored of this because every time I talk about this, I try to approach it in different ways so we can explain it to other people. Unless, okay, so like I said before, your mind, body, and spirit, unless something, someone gives your spirit life, there is no spiritual life inside of you. And uh, we get life anew. Now we think it's opposite. Listen online. I know some folks who, who they, they participate in the podcast and, well, in my opinion, maybe they, there's, a, there's a hint or a suggestion inside of them that some of the things being said, especially out of the Bible, not me, that they're true. But a lot of folks are waiting for their mind to wrap around it in order for them to surrender their spirit. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I got to get it. I got I to gotta, I gotta understand it. And Jesus just said this. You can't even perceive the things of the spiritual. Only through the spirit can you do that. Well, how do I access that? Faith. Right? So folks listening online, listen, somebody right now is listening to me. I guarantee it. That's going, I've been waiting this whole time. I'm sitting right on the fence waiting to get it. But what about so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. Jesus just said this. You can't see into the spiritual kingdom of God, which is a spiritual kingdom, unless you take that leap and, and, and are born inside of yourself and given the spiritual eyes to see it, right? Isn't that crazy? We, we all think we'll get there, we'll arrive there. You can't. Only by faith can you perceive the kingdom of God. Now also, there's another lesson in here which I don't have written down, but I think uh, is important to say this. Nicodemus decides to stay in the physical because he's used to that being the real world, right? In, your, in our lives as well, Okay, we can't perceive what the kingdom of God is doing around us in the physical. With the ultrasound, you couldn't see what the kingdom of God was doing. Do you understand that? With the test results, you can't see what the kingdom of God is doing all around us. That is only accessible by the spirit, right? 
So, so uh, let me pick on Shannon for a second because he's a dear friend and I love him. Whatever we have in front of us, we, the doctors, lawyers, friends, they're all going to be able to present to you the physical and the mental. That's what they have access to. No one can present to you the spiritual, the truth, but God and Holy Spirit, who is wind, breath, and ruach. And, right? I want to go back to that one right there. Wait, no, no, good. You hear its sound? You can't tell where it comes from, where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit, like wind. Just, I feel it. I don't know where it originated from. My kids are trying to do that. What's wind, Daddy? And I'm like, well, it's high pressure and low pressure systems combined, forcing cold air down and thermodynamics. And they're like, what's wind, Daddy? <laughs> where does wind come from? I'm like, I don't know. A, a really big bird at the edge of the woods was flapping his wings, buddy. Okay, thanks, Daddy. Like, well, that was easy. <laughs> Dishonest, but easy. Here's the thing about following Christ. This is such a, an intangible thing because you don't know where it's coming from or where you're going. Anybody remember when Alan Silvestri, I'm getting nerdy, put his fingers on the keys and he went, dun, 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 I'm writing the right key. And Forrest Gump sits at a park bench. Brittany's lost. Where a feather floated around in the wind, didn't it? And something inside of us went, yes. Because that's life, isn't it? One day this, one day that. And Jesus says, I know. I who walked on water, water to wine, ascended into heaven. I won't go there, but I think he flew. <laughs> what, did angels carry him? That would have been awkward. Anyway, I who did all these things understand this. Your life as a Christ follower, you're not going to know where you're going. You're not going to know what the origin of the orders are, anything like that. But you just need to trust and get on the breeze. Everybody close your eyes for a second. We're going to get weird. Nothing weird's going to happen. Close your eyes. Now, being that it's summer, put yourself in your favorite spot outside. Be a field, maybe a tree stand for some of us. Okay, now, now the sun's out, the grass is green, the sky is blue, right? All right, now look up at the sun in your mind. Take a deep breath. And just feel that for a second, right? And now in your mind... Okay, feel your feet on the ground for a second. Now just let go for a second. Pretend as though that breeze is just going to blow you away. Gently, nicely. The feet, you know, no longer going to touch the ground. And you feel the sky all around you and the green grass and you can feel the warmth of the sun. That's exactly what he's talking about. And that's what it is spiritually to do that. To let go. And right now, you guys are actually more peaceful even than when we were worshiping. I could see it on your faces. Because that's Holy Spirit. He's always blowing. It's not that the sudden wind comes up, Bill. There's an undercurrent under, under every single one of our lives. We can call it water, but he just called it breath, life. <sighs> always blowing. And if we're not careful, we wake up every day and we put our feet down and we start walking. And sometimes we walk against it. Sometimes we walk with it. But in our minds and in our spirits, we have access to understanding Holy Spirit in every, in every day, right? Donna, you're getting me, aren't you? Right? Whatever the situations may be, because God, God is this. Us following him is, is as following the wind blows. We are, 
you, you won't hear me say, bless what we're doing here at Norwood. And you won't hear me say, Lord, bless my endeavors or ministry. We'll always say this. Father, help us to be a part of what you're doing in the North Country. Because here's the thing, right? We're not to build and all this sort of stuff. We're not to say, Father, be the wind that blows my sails. We're more like surfers riding the wave of what God is doing, right? Another metaphor that goes right along that same thing. We can put our sails up to this wind or we can try to motor in our own direction. And I get it, it's all a heady metaphor. But I'm telling you in every decision facing you, in every decision in front of you, you, I know you felt it. We can close our eyes and Holy Spirit is absolutely right there. But in order to access that, I'm totally off my script right now, but our mind and our physical, they need to be silenced so we can feel that wind and, and perceive that wind and be blown that way. Does that make sense? All that in just one thing that got the God of this universe just said. And I love it. It backs up Kirk's story. The wind was blowing in that sonogram that day, but nobody could perceive it. Like he said, don't, don't let what you see, because it's not what God, right. Underneath. Now, you really want to blow, blow your mind? That all was going to take place even before Steph was born. <laughs> you get it? Cozy was never going to have CF before Amy was even born. Ooh. That's how big and unstoppable this gentle breeze Holy Spirit is in our lives. Now, I'm going to skip these next two slides because Ezekiel had said this, that it was going to be a thing. And, and so he, he, we'll get off the Nicodemus thing for a second and continue to talk about this. Because God said, I'm going to, you're going to, I'm going to put my spirit inside of you. This was being born again was nothing new. And it's nothing new now. It was hundreds of years before Jesus came. It was laid out. God says, I'm going to be God in you. God inside of you. Not God, God on the mountain. God with us. God inside of us. On the mountain with us inside of us. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Right? I never saw, thought about that way. Well, it's <laughs> sequential. Okay. So this is a difficult thing to teach. And like I said, even Nicodemus stumbled on this. But um, I want to talk about how we do this in our lives. Now, I've had some education from here. Point two. Ready? We all know there's a current, the wind blowing underneath of us, and I want to give us some teaching today about how we can be led by it, and then I want to go home. That's it. When I first gave this message, I found out Uncle Tom was sick, and it was shocking to me, and I toyed with the idea of going to see him. He was in the hospital, but I've learned something a long time ago. Now, please hear me out, because this may sound rude or mean or whatever, but hear me out for a second. Because this is big as to how to be able to follow um, the, the wind in our lives. In order for us to be free, to float on the breeze, and to be led by the Spirit who is wind, the first thing we need to do, in my opinion, is throw off false obligations that we have on ourselves. Another, here's what I mean. A lot of us allow other folks, social systems, all that to obligate us to something that will keep us from being able to float. Now, what I don't mean is this response. In other words, ready? When, when the question to go see Uncle Tom came up, well, you should. He's your uncle. I don't speak that language. Because why should I? Get it? It's an obligation on top of me where I never even consulted God with what his plan was. I let a social grace 
top what might have been God's plan. Do you understand that? Do you get what I'm saying? I'm not saying social graces are wrong. I'm not saying being a good nephew is wrong. But if that's what propels you to do it, is it... Or is it you? Ooh. Do you see where this is a real huge divide? Come on, do you see where this is a real huge divide? Because 90% of us will sit there and go, yes, we love Christ Jesus, but I'm not going to change the way I make decisions. And I'm not coming at you. I'm not coming at you. You're free to do that. You're saved. God loves you. But you wonder why you're not floating on the breeze and seeing these amazing, miraculous things that God has because you're still walking. Was it right to go see Uncle Tom? Yes. Why did I go see Uncle Tom? Because I consulted God, felt, consulted my counselors, and got his approval for it. Oh, and also it's the right thing to do and to be a good nephew. Do you understand what I'm saying? But so many of us stop there. Yes, and Bruce and I have talked about this too. I'll get there. If you know the good you should do and you don't do it, that's sin. I get it. But have you ever been through a day where you're like, wow, it's been a long time since I asked God what he wanted me to do with my time. Or Father, what would you have me to do today? I don't, sometimes I don't even ask. And that wind's blowing, but I'm not, I'm not leaving my feet anymore. That's why I had to do that exercise. I'm still feeling the sun. I'm still feeling, but I'm not being led by him because I'm just not letting go. Right? So often I'm a bird tied to the tree. I'm a kite with a string. And God's like, I want to cut that string, man. And if you don't believe me, there are plenty of times in the New Testament where there's believers who get the spirit of God the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead inside of us. If you think it's weird that God is leading and directing you every day, you don't understand the power of what we have. God, who is, is keeping solar flares back at the same time, is speaking inside of us. He put rings around certain planets for us to see. That's the same God inside of you. Is he leading you and directing you? Yes, he is. Yes, absolutely he is. So please don't think that's weird. Please don't think that's weird. In order for us to be able to hear that, our first priority is simply this. Father, what would you have me to do today? To consult that breeze. Lots of times, and here's a weird thing. I'm not a morning person. You hear a lot of preachers talk about first thing in the morning, you've got to consult God. I can kind of see why. I don't like it, but I can kind of see why. Where before all the physical and mental piles on me, I do this. Right? And there it is. There's the peace of God. There's the guidance of God, right? And it insulates me from the rest of it. Catherine, don't act like being up in Alaska didn't make you feel closer to God. Absolutely it did, right? And in, in nature, yeah, it happens, right? Some of us go out in the woods, whether we have a rifle or not. And I feel God more in the woods than I do in a group of people. You want to know why? The physical and the mental is quieter. But we can do that at any time in our lives. And what I'm trying to say is this. That, I believe, is our highest motivation for the things we should do. Show of hands, how many times have you ever felt, I should call that person, write that person, whatever. You ever had that? You know what that is. I'm sorry. You know who that is, right? Okay, yesterday, I'll tell you something. This is stupid, maybe. So I was chit-chatting on the phone to Pete, using my truck, not breaking the law, because cell phones in cars are it's irresponsible. So I was talking through my truck. I pull into Conoco in Parishville, and um, I switched over to hand. I walk up, I get my two Mountain Dews, two for three bucks. And I walk up, and I'm like, hold on, bro. And I put it down. And credit or debit, I, I, I don't care. Don't you hate when they ask you that? Like, I don't care. <laughs> Just do I have to wait for you to say that? Anyway, so I swipe it, and she goes, thank you. She goes, you're the only person who has ever put their phone down when you're being checked out. And I went, really? 
bunch of heathens. I was like, wow. She goes, yeah, normally they'll just talk on the phone. And, and I'm like, I didn't say this, but what occurred to me is like, you're a human being. You deserve eye contact and attention. You're not, you, you, right? But she was tickled. I was like, oh, bliss. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I talk. But uh, I left. Now, when I had that initial thought, you any idea who that might have been inside of me wanting to show respect for another human being who was created in the image of God? I just happened to yield to it that time. Could it be that Holy Spirit is blowing underneath us at every time? All right, I'll tell you another story. I didn't want to tell you this one. Oh, man. I didn't. I didn't because I'm still working through it. Sometimes Holy Spirit wants to blow us in directions we don't necessarily want to go and do things we don't necessarily want to do. Maybe this will bring me peace (laughs) as I squeeze this microphone. Okay, so... Social graces, law, what's right, all this sort of stuff. But God's blowing underneath. Ready? So we have a rental property. Not that I wanted to be a landlord. We didn't sell our house in time. But it turned out to be a huge blessing. But this is the home that I carried her August 4th, 2007, over that threshold. And I I started living there that night. I had to kick the cat out of the way. (laughs) Somebody drove by at that time. And I thought, what an awesome scene that must have been. Me on one leg, carrying her in her full bridal thing and kicking the cat in the head to get in. Hey, I wanted to be looking for him all night. It's my wedding night. We ordered pizza because we didn't get to eat our food at the, at the <laughs> reception. We were right underneath the blower, and by the time we got to it, we are like, yuck. Sergi's on our wedding night. Um, that's the same house that I brought Alexander home to. That's my house. I love that house dearly. So with the help of Bruce and Terry um, and, and some other folks, um, I got this place ready to rent again because my renters left after two and a half years. Okay, all the things that you think are right, but there's Holy Spirit blowing underneath, right? So we get it all ready. They come from San Diego, these folks. I won't use any names, obviously, um, to rent this place. And I'm excited. It's awesome. They sign a year lease. It's all on the up and up. Boom, boom. I'm like, great. You know, they're not a young couple. I don't really want to rent to college kids. Um, So it's awesome. They get there on Thursday. I'm there. I got some boxes at my house. I let them, and I carried them, and, and cleaned everything up, and I was there to show them around and all this sort of stuff, and it was, it was great. And um, but everything was fine. But then I get a text later that night saying, um, can we talk with you tomorrow about the condition of the house? Condition of the house? Yeah. So we get there, and um, I'm just, look, time out. I always try to cover for other people. I'm done with that as a human being. I'm just going to give you truth. I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to tell you what happened. You ever do that, though? You ever not not tell somebody because it makes that person look bad? Well, they did it, didn't they? So they got to own that. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm just not going to give quality statements. Now on, if you mess with me, right, and it's true, I'm just going to tell truth. That's all I'm saying. I do that. I want to cover for people. Jesus never said that. Right. Right, whitewashing, which comes literally from what Jesus says. You're a whitewashed tomb. Still dead inside, but looks good. Jesus is the truth, so I'm going to tell the truth so that I'm there and I'm covered, right? Well, so all of a sudden she texts me says, and says, the, the condition of the house. And I'm like, the house that I swept and cleaned the bathroom. And I was a professional cleaner for years. I know what it takes. I really was at camps. And uh, blah, 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 blah. When I get there, and she proceeds to tell me that one of the registers doesn't have a corner register. I'm like, okay, cool. I said, I'll get to Lowe's or whatever. And the back spotlight blue. Okay, well, nobody ever used that, but okay, I'll get you a new one. Um, and the lint in the dryer 
hadn't been cleaned for, I don't know, I'm thinking maybe like three months. And I was like, so did you clean it? Like, you scoop it out and you, I'm like, where are you from? San Diego. Where all this other stuff, you know, anyway. So then she said, and the screen was ripped. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, and? Like, the heat works. It's spotless. Bruce was there. The floor shined. You watched me clean the bathroom, didn't you, Bruce? While we had a conversation. Not nothing weird. <laughs> we were talking. So the lint, I mean, if you moved into a place, a home, not a slumlord, but a home, would you really complain that the lint thing was, oh, they must have not got to it. And the other thing, you ready for this? Look here, she says. There's some crumbs. They were so small I couldn't tell what food it once was. Three or four crumbs in a thing. But, okay, so now there's what's right, social graces and law, but underneath, this is what I felt, Holy Spirit. Shh. I didn't say a word. Okay. Part of me wanted to go, sorry, sorry, please stay here. The other part of me wanted to be like, shut up. These are the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> like a city slicker. Like, what are you, nuts? I, I, I push people away from this. But Holy Spirit. Then the truth comes out. So first she was trying to say, blah, 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 blah. And then the truth comes out. He didn't want to do his job anymore. And he had quit that morning. He got here to do his job. He quit that morning. And Holy Spirit's going, whoosh. Sometimes that's what it sounds like. <laughs> and I just sat there. Traveling from San Diego, they had time to talk. He was miserable, and they made a huge mistake by coming here. Now we have a problem. They signed a one-year lease with me. Not a small lease, okay? So there's social graces, legal rights, and all these other things. But what leads us? And in that moment, what I saw was, because of Holy Spirit, I saw two people who, yeah, made some bad decisions. And they had no idea they were making it. Not sure they're so much listening to Holy Spirit. In fact, pretty sure they're not listening to Holy Spirit or know who he is. So then, I tried to be nice. I didn't, I didn't say anything. I said, you know, I understand. I even spoke a little bit about things. I said, like, hey, look, you know, faith here and there. And, and, and tried to give him some wisdom. And I said, hey, in my line of work, you know, it's faith to keep the job. It's faith to not keep the job, you know. Really, I just was trying to be nice. I said, anything I could do to help. Meanwhile, knowing that they're, they're going to hurt, hurt my family. Miss my family's finances. And then later I get a text going, um, so that security deposit we gave you, shouldn't we get pretty much all that back? I was like, oh, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. <laughs> Feel the best place. Feel the atmosphere. Oh, but how many people know that when Holy Spirit's the last thing you do is react. So I should read these texts to you. I said, listen, this is a complicated situation. I'll read it to you. I'll read it to you. I will. To show you. This is a huge challenge for me, guys. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm not a very passive guy. Conflict is fine by me. But underneath everything, truth, social graces, well, you should have, I should have, who's right, who's wrong, there's still the wind blowing, Right? I'll read you exactly what I said. And this is truth. So even if this person's listening online, it's truth. I'm done covering for people out of truth. So she says, um, 
I hadn't even taken a full security deposit. I won't do that again. I was being nice, so instead of $1,400, I charged her eight. I won't do that again. So, with regard to deposit, what do you think is fair to return to us? 700 So what do we do? Me and a couple people look it up. Legality, land, no. That, that security deposit is to be used for the, the remainder of it to cover the months you're not going to cover. Like, no, sister, you made that choice. I didn't even charge her first and last either. I just did first and a little security deposit. But now she wants it back. And to break the lease scot-free. Everywhere we looked online, legal web, it just doesn't happen. They don't have a leg to stand on. You ready for this too? Because social grace is what's right in law. They can lead you or Holy Spirit. You ready for this? They're going back to San Diego. What repercussions would they have? Were they going to go to a judge and say, Judge, we broke a legal document, but we want the money back because the lint dryer was dirty and there were crumbs. What judge in the world is going to go, oh yeah, you've got a case. Or, ready? Are you really going to come back from San Diego for that? They're, they don't live here, guys, or have anybody, any ties to here. So I am off scot-free. Except, Holy Spirit's blowing underneath. So what did I say? They said something along the lines of, um, do you think it's fair to return to 700? I wrote, this is so tough, period. On one hand, you're breaking the lease, which you of all people, because she's she was actually in, what was she? Come on. A paralegal. She was a paralegal. I said, okay, so on one hand, you're breaking the lease, which you of all people know is usually not consequence-free. Furthermore, this puts us in a bind for next month, most likely costing us $1,400 because we won't find someone to rent it for. It's the 18th or 19th of the month. I said, but on the other hand, I don't want to wrong people or be selfish or greedy for money. Give me a night to sleep on it, please. And then she fires back with no problem. But I requested a fully executed lease, which you never gave me. The property was less than adequate. I'm not trying to offend you, but we were only here mid-month, and we paid the... Oh, honey. You're not just poking the bear. You're stepping on my face now. Like I said, just give me a minute, all right? I don't, I don't want to snap. Yeah, well, this, 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 and the lint dryer. And I'm like, oh, Lord, you're seeing this, right? Just let me swipe with my paw one time. <laughs> or ready? Stop communication altogether. I don't have to hurt you, but that's my money now. Rightfully so, right? I called a bunch of different people because that's what you do. I called legal people. I called other landlords. And 100% of the people, like, they have no way of getting that money back. What are you, nuts? They showed up. They broke a lease. You get to use a security deposit, especially to cover the next month where it's not going to be rented for. But whew, underneath... So I'd resign myself to do this one thing, but I just could not get peace about it. Every time I felt doing it, I felt anxiety. Do you understand? I would close my eyes, I would picture me doing it, and there would be a tension. Not a thought tension, something else. Y'all know, you're following me. So I told her, um, you know, let me sleep on it, right? You heard the last thing. But I couldn't get peace. So 10 turned to 11, 11 turned to 12, I was at the dump. Parishville, and I get a text from her. Bing! How about a compromise? You keep four, I keep four. And immediately there was peace. Not here. Where's my wallet? Not there, but in here. And I could rationalize it, and I could say to you, it's only going to cost me $400 to have this nightmare end. I could say that, but that's not why I'm doing it. Right? I could say a million different things. But can you imagine, and I do feel as though, I do feel as though that's what God wanted. I'm not happy about it. Can I tell you the truth? 
If you really think that following God will always leave you a place where you're happy about it, I was picking berries last night. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to the culmination of my stories, and I'm like, you are a weird person. <laughs> really weird. I was picking berries by myself, you know, as you do. And I was picking berries as the sun was going down, and I started to have a dialogue with God out loud. And, and I kind of came to this conclusion, like, I, I was upset. I have to come to peace with, with, about what happened. But Lord, I was taken advantage of. Yeah. I was mocked. I was spat upon. I was punched. You know what I'm doing? And Jesus going, yeah. But can I tell you something? In this situation where social grace is legal and what's right were blaring in my face, I think that was a huge temptation to not be the man God wants me to be. That's all I think it was. Does God want me to be generous? Yes. Does he want me to be more concerned about the well-being of others than my pocketbook? Yes. Does God want me to trust that I don't get like everybody else gets? Well, that was a couple weeks ago, right? Steph in the ultrasound. My financial well-being doesn't come from being shrewd and not being wronged. My financial well-being being comes from the fact of who I am. Oh, come on. There are more nods than that. Do you get it? Because of who I am. God will not have his kids running around in the marketplace starving. I'm paraphrasing the Bible. So I don't have to fight to keep and get. And honestly, if I'd have kept it, I had every right in the world, right? I did. But something inside of me, God's doing something else, and I wasn't going to jump off of that. I was still floating, right? The music's still playing. Ba -na 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 -na. It's not always what's best for me in these situations either. And that's why I didn't want to tell this story, because I'm still not at peace about it. We were talking, and God left me off with... Um, he left me off with, well, what if this was my will? Because I'm like, Lord, if this was you, and it's just something I got to endure, I'm okay with it. But it must not be. And God's like, who told you that, dude? <laughs> like, That's a whole other hotline I'm not at peace about, so I can't preach it. I don't know. But I just went home and said, Lord, if it's you, cool. And help me not, I got to forgive them. I got to be at peace. And not try to get my pound of flesh back. But man, can I tell you something just real quick? Like, as my favorite people in the world that I'm looking at. I would rather be floating along on the breeze, dirt poor, sick, whatever it may be, and know that I'm in the spot of his will. Amen. And being, being abused and slandered and lied about and taken advantage of, I'd rather that than be sitting there outside of his will with my feet on the ground going my way. Amen. And so let's wrap it up. I'm done. You guys get it. I don't know what it looks like in everybody else's life. I don't. I don't. Because jobs come up and you say, Lord, what do I do? But whew, underneath. Right? Trips to the hospital. All this sort of stuff. Find your way. Everybody's built differently. Find your way to hear him. Bruce said something. I'll, I'll, I won't. Nothing. But Bruce had a thought occur to him. Didn't come from here, right? It kind of felt like it came from down here and three times it appeared. I can back that up because Samuel. Yes, Lord. Samuel. Yes, Lord. Samuel, oh, that's God. Go say, here I am. Remember? Anybody? The calling of Samuel? I don't know how God talks to you. I don't know how you feel the wind. Some people feel it. Some people hear it. Some people perceive the wind. I don't know how you do it, but listen to me. Your best life is not by living social graces, what's best, even other people's advice, because every person told me, keep that money, bro. It's, it's okay. It's right. God's not going to be mad. No. No. But I would have been right in the center of what he's doing. And I don't understand it. It's there for you guys too. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we all sense truth right now. We prayed before the service that you would 
be in here, Holy Spirit, that you would breathe through us. And online even, we perceive that there is, there is someone underneath every decision, everything going on. We look back in our lives. Ida was sharing about how the certain job came about. And Harry, and even how he put this ministry together, Father. And, and, and I think of Sharon and staying home and all these different stories of just Holy Spirit, you blowing underneath our lives. But also gently because you're as polite as you are powerful. Help us to yield, Father God. Help us to surrender and, and to, to, to let our feet leave the ground and be led by you. We know that you are writing a story in each and every one of our lives. And we want you written on every single one of our pages, Father. Not our preferences, not how we did things, stuck up for ourselves, went and tried to earn. But Father, us just being, being that feather in the wind. We don't know where that wind is coming from or where it's going to lead us, but we trust in who you are. Help us to perceive you, Holy Spirit, to yield ourselves over to you in a new, uh, a new level of trust in, in, in you, Lord God. We love you. We thank you, Father God, that you're so involved in our lives and that you care about each one of us so deeply. In the name of Jesus, we worship. Amen. Let's sing a song called Walk by Faith. That's uh, really appropriate.